Welcome to the CatCast, the American history-based podcast organization. Episode 1, Shank versus the United States. I'm your host, Audrey, and today we have brought in historian Tyler Trevison to answer who was Shank and why his name is now followed with First United States because of the Supreme Court case. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Shank versus the United States, the Supreme Court case, and more specifically, Shank's violations of certain acts that were put in place during the wartime during World War I. So... We know that the literal definition of an amendment, and especially some of these acts, can go in one ear and out the other, but I've brought in an expert to give clarification on certain acts and amendments, and that man is Cole Hawkeppel. How's everyone doing today? So this case took place in the year of 1919 during World War I and was centered around Shank's violation of both the Espionage and Sedition Act. The Espionage Act was passed by Woodrow Wilson in World War I of the year 1917 and made it illegal to say or give any info that would interfere with our war effort or promote anything about the enemy countries. The Sedition Act was passed the year following in 1918 and was also passed under Wilson's presidency as it made it a crime to willfully utter, print, write, or publish any disloyal, profane, or scurrilous or abusive language about the form of government under the United States. But I bet nobody knows what this means, probably. Right. Basically, it made it illegal to say anything that would interfere with our war effort and promote anything about the enemy countries in which penalties would be given out for things such like insulting the U.S. government, the flag, the Constitution, or the military. Overall, these acts were put in place kind of as an attack on groups that opposed Americans' involvement in war, such as socialists and pacifists, just like Shank himself. Now, with this context about what was going on in the time with World War I, these acts being put in place, we're going to turn to Tyler Trevison to tell us more about this Supreme Court case. Before we get into it, we would just like to extend a thanks to every listener who comes back every week for the CatCast. And we would lastly like to give thanks, not to Shank, but to our sponsor, Stanley Steamer. Now let's get into it. Tyler, can you begin by giving us just a little background on who Shank was? Okay, so Charles T. Shank led a socialist party in Philadelphia, and he believed that men shouldn't have to register for the draft. So he and the socialist party spread over 15,000 pamphlets that stated opposition to the draft registration and urged men to resist the draft. Uh, They urged men to do so peacefully and didn't promote any violence whatsoever. So Schenck was eventually caught for this and prosecuted, and the case ended up making it to the Supreme Court after Schenck claimed that the Espionage and Sedition Acts violated the First and Fifth Amendments. Mm, a lot, a mm. lot to get into. A lot to get into. Thank you for pointing out the draft, the draft that was put in place during World War One, in which 2.5 million men were drafted. But socialists, anarchists, and peace advocates alike were like, "What?" They did not support this, but Woodrow Wilson seemed to not really care what they thought because he was upset that they were putting out all of this anti-war propaganda. Right. Like Shank, he totally opposed it. 
Okay, so what was his argument? He can't just say resist and account for the rest of his socialists to back him. So where was the meat in his argument? Okay, so the meat was that he believed the draft was a violation of the 13th Amendment. And may I just chime in? The 13th (laughs) Amendment protected all citizens against involuntary servitude, in which essentially the draft was promoting, which uh, some people did not know. Yeah. Okay, so what was their argument in arresting him then? Because... Obviously, Wilson had made it clear that he wasn't into this anti-war propaganda of socialists like Shinks. So just because he doesn't like it, they can just arrest him? No. So their main claim was that by distributing the pamphlets, he was violating the Espionage Act and the Sedition Act that we had explained earlier in the podcast. Okay. So now you have Shank with the meat of his argument being the 13th Amendment. And now the government is making their attack with the espionage to back them up. What is Shank's next move? Okay, so Shank claimed that the government was violating the First Amendment. Now, this amendment is one that probably doesn't need as much clarification, but for these purposes, the First Amendment is just free speech for all, in which Shank believed that his leaflet and all his other socialist and pacifist arguments fell under. I would also like to include, though, that it isn't right, it is absolute. For example, you can't yell fire in a public place, even though that technically falls under this free speech. Ah. Good. What was the next step, Tyler? So the Supreme Court ruled against Schenck and claimed that his criminal conviction was constitutional. Okay, and lastly, what was their final argument? So they ruled this way because they claimed that wartime circumstances changed some of the rules. So they essentially adopted the clear and present danger test which determines if free speech is protected or not based upon the current state of the nation during the war. Awesome. Thank you. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you, Tyler and Cole. That completes episode one, Shank versus the United States of the The Cat Cat Cast. Cast.